Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna for another mini cast. This one is going to be probably, oh, I would say a couple weeks or so, give or take, from BotCon itself. And I thought this is the perfect time, about two weeks out, to give you guys the 101 on how to survive BotCon and joining me. I could think of no other man more qualified to join me on this discussion than the one and the only Headmaster Don. Don, how are you, sir? I'm doing quite well this Memorial Day. Yes, we're recording this on Memorial Day. Um, Both of us have the day off, so uh, we're going to have a leisurely conversation, but hopefully an educational one for you guys about BotCon. Now, now BotCon, for me, goes back to 2000. That was my first one back in the Indiana days. And I've only missed one since, so I've gone to 14 out of the 15 that have happened, including 2000. Don, for the listeners who don't know, what is your BotCon streak and history? Uh, I started in 1994 with BotCon 94 in Fort Wayne, Indiana, under the uh, guidance of John and Carl Hartman. And I have been to every BotCon except... Technically, I've only missed one year, uh, to, uh, and that was 1997, because I was gainfully unemployed at the time. Uh, I did not go to OTFCC 2004, but I did go to BotCon 1994, so my, my year is still intact there. Amazing. Amazing. So between you and I, well over 30 BotCons. Easy. I would say you and I are more than qualified to have this discussion. So before um, we get to the actual event... And Don and I will walk you through the the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Don, let's talk about pre-event stuff. Um, One, food and snacks. Are you someone who packs food and snacks for yourself on the trip? Not normally, just because when I have to fly, space is so limited. And usually we wind, I wind up eating out a lot more at the convention because you're out with friends and you're out doing things. So not normally... Uh, although this year I will be I will be driving this year, and the years I drive, I'll be taking things up with me, not not only to save time on the road, but that way save a little bit of money since I can for tolls and things such as that. Yeah, saving money is definitely one of the big reasons why, if you can, you should consider taking food and snacks for yourself. I also happen to like uh, protein bars and things that aren't necessarily easily available, um, like at a hotel. Or at a convention center. So if, if you have any kind of special diet um, considerations, obviously you'll probably already be considering taking uh, snacks and food and such. But even if you have things that are slightly out of the norm, like, say, protein bars or meal supplement bars or anything like that, do consider throwing a box of those into your suitcase. And, hey, if you pack snacks and food in your suitcase, the, the, the bag or the, the suitcase that you check – as you eat through those, it creates more space for you to ship stuff back in that same mm-hmm. suitcase. So that's a good, that's a good um, trick there. Second thing, uh, pre-event. Don, do you do anything with your sleep pattern prior to BotCon? Because as we'll talk about later, BotCon, when you're, once you're at BotCon, sleep is at a premium. So do you do anything to rest up the week or so before BotCon, or do you just kind of rock and roll normally as scheduled? Well, I try. I basically, I just, I just sleep my regular schedule. Usually, I'm working right up until a day or two before I go. So there's not much adjustment you can do if you work a full forty hour a week uh, before you go. Uh, the night before, I never sleep. Whether I'm driving or flying, I just never sleep because oh, I'm, am I going to wake up later? Am I going to miss the flight if I'm flying and things such as that? Uh, 
so unfortunately for me, there's really not much I can do. Uh, but I do try to make sure that, like, if I get up there Thursday and I have some time before pre-registration, I grab me a quick nap just so I have, you know, some rest under my belt. Yeah, power nap definitely on the uh, the day you arrive is a, is a really good idea. I do agree with that. So, okay, the last thing before we actually dive into the event itself, when you're doing pre-con preparations, the big one is budget. And um, for me... What do, I, what do I do when I'm preparing my budget before the con? Really what I do is I prepare a short list of the toys that I really want to target in the dealer room, and I budget for those, and I make sure I have at least, at least enough money for those in case I see them. And then really, depending on my budget at the time or like how cash is going, how comfortable I feel um, that, that particular year, I will kind of buffer it a little bit. I'll throw on a little... A little extra on the top, but really my budget centers around the short list. And these days it's a really short list of toys that I'm looking for in the dealer room. Don, how do you kind of calculate your pre-con budget? Well, I go I go in a little bit more detail. I, I was talking about this on RFC last week to a small degree. Um, I just look at, I get paid every two weeks. So I look and see where my paychecks are falling before and after the convention. I look and see what bills I've got due before and after my trip. If I have anything that I can pay like half on and half when I get back without incurring penalties and fees, you know, I, I look I look at doing that just so that way I sort of spread it out if need be. Uh, and then I look at and then I do what you do is I make the list. Uh, I make the short list of I need I'm looking for this I'm looking for this I'm looking for this and some and I'm a real big person that likes having contingency plans. So what I'll do is instead of the thing that is new and popular that I can't find or whatever the case may be, I'll look at some older stuff. It's like, okay, if I don't see this, I need a better one of this, or I need this part or that part. So I kind of have like a, a primary list and a secondary list, you know, just so that way I can cover while mm-hmm. I'm there if I see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally agree. And that brings up a real good point. And actually we should cover this before we get to the actual con itself because it really is a lot easier to build your toy list before you get there. Once you're in it, once you're at BotCon, time flies. It's really hard to do something like strategize the dealer room. You got to do that ahead of time. So what you just said there is a huge um, tip, and that is parts. So the BotCon dealer room is a paradise for completing toys that are incomplete. If if you have a few parts missing uh, with certain pieces that you want to um, complete, the BotCon dealer room, if you're at BotCon, is probably the best way and the most affordable way to do it. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. But also you're going to have a lot of parts parties like uh, Megamus from TFYLP and other people have, have parts as well. So not just the dealer's room, but you're going to have all of the sales out of the hotel rooms as well. Yes, absolutely. And don't, don't, uh, don't think that BotCon has gotten so big that everything – is covered within the dealer room. Don's right. There's a lot of hotel room parties, especially now with the third party rules. And there are plenty of mini micro kind of events, either in hotel rooms or sometimes, uh, sometimes even in places kind of adjacent or near the convention center where fans kind of fill in the gaps um, and the more obscure kind of offerings that may not be available in the dealer room. So keep an eye out. There's a, um, there's a bulletin board that you'll see when you arrive at BotCon where people tend to post 
um, their hotel rooms and what they're kind of selling and what they're kind of doing. And I don't, I know Don, you've, I've, I've actually seen you more than once. Um, mm-hmm. the scouting out the boards. It's, it, it's actually, I think a couple times, a couple years, it's when I first saw you at, at <clears throat> it's when we first meet, um, at any given bycon. Uh, I've a couple times you've been hovering around the boards, So I know you're a fan of those. Well, definitely because you, you know, you'll see stuff from individuals that just the rare odd piece they'll pull out of their collection that you gave no thought of. Uh, I, I actually, fa- I actually picked up a shoker rack. I had sold my shoker rack several years ago to pay for Brave Maximus, and I kind of always regretted doing that. And I picked up a box shoker rack off the boards for a very good price, and it just worked out that way. That's awesome. And, by the way, that board um, tends to be in one of two places, and sometimes there's a couple. it's in a couple places simultaneously. I've noticed it either tends to be in the lobby of the hotel or in some proximity to the dealer room. Kind of. So if you have like a convention center area, and a hotel lobby area, and they're very kind of separated. Look in both places, and, you, and you'll probably see this this pegboard, this uh, cork board, and it, it's hard to miss. So, right. so look in those two locations if, if you're unfamiliar with that with that board. Okay, so so we're gonna assume that you you got your plane ticket or your bus ticket, you did your road trip, you you made it to the hotel, and the vast majority of people kind of start on Friday. But really, for, for a lot of pre-registrants, I would say virtually all of them, the real first test is Thursday night. It's, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the test of endurance. It's, it's the line to pick up your toys. Um, the line starts around, I would say, 6 o'clock um, for the early birds and the people who go on city tours or have the custom classes. The vast majority of, of people, though, start around 7 o'clock. And so we'll speak to the masses, Don. We'll, we'll assume that you're starting with everybody else around 7 o'clock. This line can go hours and hours and hours. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 one, of the, it's one of the things that every year uh, it can either go really smooth. And there, there's been years in which it just was, you know, I was, I was in line maybe an hour, an hour and 20 minutes, and I was done and that included everything including souvenir pickup as well and there's been times which just based on my last name it took three three and a half four hours um now you can go friday morning usually at nine o'clock and get in line and it's usually a little bit quicker then the downside is you've got all the other stuff going on starting friday as well so the reason most folks do it thursday is they can get the toys Check them for errors, check them for parts, make sure everything's okay. Because usually not that much is going on Thursday night other than maybe an MST3K from our friend Cypher and Doug Dillon and all those. So, and then that way it leaves you open up Friday for everything else. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, yes, usually there's maybe one panel. It could be the Misty, and even that starts late these days. So 10 yeah. o'clock, 11 o'clock, something like that. So the you you chances are you're either through the line at that point or, or close to it so you won't you won't even miss that if you stay in line it's a great point that you had on checking your toys for errors if you're if you're a stickler and you probably should be for the prices that you pay these days if you're a stickler for having a toy that's got all its parts properly assembled fun pub by and large does a great job especially considering the volume of toys that they offer up to us every year but usually every year there is something to some degree that is kind of um 
wrong with the bot contour. Yeah, a, a snafu will pop up here and there. Yes. So, um, Don, are you one of those uh, that um, you get your toys on Thursday night? Um, do you diligently check them when you get back to the room? Is that is that one of the things you definitely do? I probably need to be better at doing that, actually, because some years I've got to say it. I've done a quick walk through the parks and stuff, but then I want to go do something else, like a parts party, or I want to go to the MST3K, and I, I tell myself, okay, I'll do this tomorrow when I get up, and then I forget about it, and then I don't do it sometimes. So I've been real lucky in not having a lot of issues, but mm-hmm. I need to be more diligent in doing that. I would say even if you're not like diligent with it, or even if you don't want to sit there and kind of grind through the box and the souvenir toys. If you if you stand in line on Thursday night for both lines, line one is for your box set and all your pre reg stuff, and line two is for your souvenir toys. If you if you want to grind through all these toys that night, that's going to take some time. If you don't feel like that doing that, and you're new to BotCon, keep your ears open because by Friday morning, if there's any kind of widespread error in the show toys. People will know about it. People will be talking about it. And you can go to the information booth at BotCon, probably right in front of the dealer room or, or very close to it. There's a widespread error. Um, they'll know about it. People will be chatting about it. Just keep your ears open. And um, if there's something specific wrong, then you'll know to go right to that toy and check for that specific problem. And that'll save you a lot of time. Right. So, so real quick, going back to the line, again, it can be like four hours. So, Don, how do you how do you pass the time? Do you have any tips on that? Chatting with people, meeting people, looking for friends. How, how do you make that time go by? Pretty much everything you said. You know, if uh, if I've if I've uh, see some see someone I know, I'll talk to them. Uh, if I see someone with a set already. I ask them, I say, hey, uh, have you looked at your set yet? Like you said, have you heard anything about the set? Or, hey, what in this in this year's case, hey, what does Old Master look like? Ah, and yes. then, you know, and then you'll, you'll start making conversation with people. Uh, you'll run into people that you haven't seen for a while that might have something. You might have people bringing in stuff that are trading. You know, it, it could be anything. But, you know, you'll find something to do, but it'll, it'll still be something of a of a grind to get through it unless it's just you have a name that does not have that many people there or it's just one of those years where everything just falls into place yeah for sure i agree with that i would also recommend if you have if you have a smartphone and you're big on like hanging out on your smartphone one bring your charger two if you if you have one like an external recharger the kind of stuff you get at brookstone or on amazon that's a good thing to bring to bacon period have all that stuff like in your bag or in your pocket in your jacket whatever when you get in line because you will sap the energy out of that phone just kind of hanging out and just like passing the time so have have your recharging gadgets and abilities kind of loaded to bear and on that note also kind of scout out outlets and make the most of them. If you're anywhere near an outlet while you're staying in line, you may stay in, you may stand in line in a specific spot for 20, 30 minutes before the line like moves in in bursts. So if you're anywhere near an outlet, take advantage of that and charge up. Don, let's move on to Friday. Friday is the big first day. And primarily these days, Friday means the dealer room. It's the preview day for the dealer room and pre-registrants. So right. it's the big line. That's the big line on Friday. It's It's the line for the dealer room. Everybody's got their plan. And 
the last few years since BubPub has taken over, really the really things, panels, dealer rooms, everything that's on the schedule does open on time. Everything starts as scheduled. So don't think that it's on quote unquote convention time. So Don, when when the flood happens and everybody rushes into the dealer room and it's magical and it's cool and every year it's it's new again. How do yeah. you how do you attack it? What's your psychology? What do you do first when you go in there for the first time on Friday? Well, through the years, I've learned there's one place you go first, and that is the Japanese gentleman's table. This is no big secret. Everyone that goes to BotCon knows these gentlemen. They've been coming for many years. Um, they bring, like, for example, last year they had the Dark of the Moon Deluxe sound wave. They had the dispensor. Uh, that was the redeco of payload. They have the rare stuff. They got the yeah, rare exactly. stuff. Yeah, you exactly. Know, uh, you know, the RC model kits from, you know, back in the late 80s and things such as that. Stuff you just don't see on everybody's table. Now, if the, Jap- if, if the current Japanese stuff is not your thing or you're not looking for older Japanese things, like, you know, they, they could pull out a Kaiser gift set. You never know what they're going to have. As a rule of thumb, most people, when they go into a room, like a dealer's room, now there's going to be exceptions, of course. But just crowd psychology says a lot of people will go to the right. You may want to go to the left, because, you know. And you know, I learned this when I was working with antiques and collectibles with my father. We always try to get a booth on the right because that's where all the crowds went first. Hmm. So if you if you're trying to avoid a lot of crowds and you want and you want to make a a, a look around, mm-hmm. you go you go to your left. Uh, one other thing about looking around. Now this is just for me. Unless there's something really rare that I'm looking for, like, say, one thing I'm looking for this year is the uh, Family Mart Clear uh, Revenge of the Fallen Optimus Prime. You know, I had a chance to buy that a couple years ago, and I didn't. I've been kicking myself ever since. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll go and I'll make a quick lap of the dealer's room looking for that one piece that I know that I'll be fighting a lot of folks for. And then I'll reset myself, and then I'll start going table by table, looking at everything. But again, that's just that's just me. Well, I mean, that's good advice, because if you're new to BotCon, I guarantee you, when you walk into that dealer room, it's going to be overwhelming. Oh, God, yes. Because 1994, again, the first BotCon, never had seen anything like it before in my life, other than just generic toy conventions. And at that point, I just knew... Headmasters, Master Force, and Victory existed. That was about it. Mm-hmm. And I had and I had a couple of the catalogs because I ordered God Bomber based on the picture in the catalog, not the actual toy. Oh dear! So th- that's how dangerous I was at the time with my knowledge. Gotcha. It's funny. And then you walk in and you see all this stuff that you've never seen before. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And you just yeah, it, it, you you have to pace yourself. You got to pace yourself, and if you are, if you are looking for anything in particular, you got to have a plan, like we say. So you, you got if if you're serious about finding a short list of things, you got to have a plan. If you don't, if you don't have a a plan, if you just want to go in there and enjoy it and kind of drink it all in, by all means, um, just kind of dive in. But but if you're looking for something specific, know ahead of time. Look for it first, and then drink in the the magic, the majesty of the dealer room later. After after you've looked looked for your thing and right. found it or not, then 
then enjoy kind of the scenery because it's going to be there for like three straight days. Right. And the good thing about that is no matter how many times you go to the dealer's room, you will always find something you hadn't seen before. And that's part of the charm on Sundays when it, when, when it's thinned out a little bit. I know I'm jumping ahead here, but that's when you can check all the nooks and crannies. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Don Friday is it's, it's kind of, turned out to be in the last few years as we kind of figured out this kind of the rhythm of, of BotCon under Fun Pub. Friday, it really is about the dealer room. When do you say when, knowing that you've still got Saturday and Sunday to go in the dealer room? On Friday, when do you kind of like stop looking to buy? Well, it all, it all, it all depends on what I found. Uh, if I've picked up the, the one thing I was looking for or if I've got something that, okay, I've got it. I feel good that I've got it. Everything else on my list is kind of like a secondary priority at this point. You know, I'll, I'll go out and look at whatever panels they may have going on. Sometimes I'll say, oh, they close because they, they, they close early on, on, on uh, Friday. So, you know, it just depends on what I found by then. And unless, unless I've seen something that I've got my eye on mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm waiting for, you know, to see if I can make a deal or something, it mm-hmm. just depends on what's, what's there. Yeah, I think, I think what you said there is good. Is, is, Something I agree with is that if you have a if, if on your list you've kind of got like a must have and a like to have kind of kind of list going after you've looked and you've dealt with the must haves you've decided or you found them or you've struck out on the must haves all those would like to have those can wait till Saturday and Sunday especially Sunday because exactly. uh, as we'll say as we'll talk about it in a little bit in a couple minutes. Sunday is deal day, and that's yep. no joke. That is no joke. So Saturday, let's move to Saturday. That's the big day, Don. Now, yes. Now you've got the dilemma because Bicon is going full force. Now you've got panels, and these days, Saturday has actually turned out to be the day when you've got Hasbro panels and club panels. So you've got, you've got the, the panels that everybody will um, kill to get into, and you still have the dealer room going. So now you've got choices every, every minute of the day. Yeah. So, how do you once once the schedule breaks? How do you pick which panels you want to go to? Do you try to go to all of them, or at this point, do you kind of cherry pick the panels? Well, I, at this point, I'll cherry pick, and I'm going to say this because because you and I've been to so so many uh, panels. There are certain voice actors that come to BotCon that we have that we have heard of the stories before. It's nothing against this person. I'm just saying we've heard all the stories, and there's just not going to be that much new coming out in an interview. So if you have not found what you're looking for in the dealer room, and you and you have been lucky enough to hear this person speak before, you know that's that's your call. But that could be a time in which you want to make make a wrap of the dealer's room to see if you can find item X. Now the main thing is on Saturday is the Hasbro panel. I think that is the that's the thing everybody wants to go to. You know that you'll see the stuff later on online or down there in the dealer room, but there's something about it being revealed right there when you're watching the screen that just makes the whole trip worthwhile. Yeah, that I mean that's the premier panel. That so if you're new to BotCon, don't underestimate like the hype of a Hasbro panel. You've got you got to go. You got to go to that panel, and you'll see like the whole convention shuts down for a reason. Basically, when the Hasbro panel takes place, that is a a good segue though into when we're talking about panels, finding a seat. So 
the the room the main room for panels is usually big and when it comes to the hasbro panel it's not big enough it, it's always kind of standing room capacity if you want to get a seat in the front half of the room you got to kind of plan so don one of my favorite tricks and it's tried and true with conventions is if the hasbro panel is really important to you you have to sit through at least the panel right before the hasbro panel if you want to get a good seat generally it's going to be like say the panel for the robots in disguise people or the panel for rescue bots or it's going to be the idw panel it'll be something big that well, you will probably find some interest in as a Transformer fan. So the chances of it being a boring panel are very small. Yeah, they're very small. But um, if it doesn't quite... If you look at the panel right before the Hasbro panel and you say to yourself, it's not quite for me, oh, it is for you. It is for you. So you can get a better seat for the for the Hasbro panel. So, And Don's right. Even even if you don't think it's like right for you, it's still going to be interesting. You're still going to learn something and hear some entertaining stories or something. I try to follow the comic books as best I can. I'm not a, I'm not a um, a hardcore reader, but uh, in in some cases at BotCon, the comic book panel has preceded something that I really wanted a good seat for. So I've sat through the comic panels, and uh, they've allowed me to really kind of catch up and, and kind of fill in the holes of um, stories that I haven't like followed in the year previous. So I've really enjoyed kind of sitting through panels that aren't quite um, for me. But uh, in the end, they are for me. They, they've been really entertaining. I've been happy to, happy to sit through them. So, so, Don, the other important aspect about Saturday for somebody who's new to BotCon is food. Yes. Saturday is the big challenge when it comes to staying nourished. So what is your, how, what is your strategy or how have you kind of managed to eat something, lunch, brunch, um, whatever you want to call it, during the day on Saturday? When do you find time to grab something to eat? Considering my girlish figure all the time, <laughs> really, uh, in the mornings, uh, if there's if there's a breakfast offered at the hotel, again, this is part of your budgeting concerns, uh, and it all depends on what is around locally within walking or driving distance. Does the hotel have a complimentary local vehicle to take you places, things such as that? Make sure you have a good breakfast, uh, because that will have to last you probably most of the day. Now... If there's restaurants in, like, in a black sample tucket, we had the adjoining mall where there was plenty of food, where there's stuff in the food courts. Uh, or if there's places outside the hotel, like your your main Burger King, McDonald's, Hardee's, whatever the case may be. If you've got a group of people, one person who may not be interested in the panel can make a food run, and everybody chips in a couple extra bucks for him or her doing that. Bring something with you, like you said, the protein bars, a couple little Debbies in your, in your in your backpack, whatever the case may be. But just have something on you because if you don't eat breakfast and you live on just random sticks of gum and mints and whatever you got in your pocket until lunch or dinner, you'll be done for sure. So so Saturday, just kind of in short, like. Like Don said, breakfast breakfast is the most important meal of the day. For panels, Hasbro is the must-see show. It's it, it validates you being at BotCon. Trust us. And if you want a good seat at Hasbro, you gotta you gotta attend the panel before. You gotta pick your seat then, um, because even halfway through that panel, right before Hasbro, the room is like full. Yeah. Because everybody knows that trick. So. So be there at the start of that panel before Hasbro. Don't don't try to don't try to sneak in halfway through the panel right before Hasbro because it's too late. And Don, now that uh, the last thing on Saturday, now that Saturday is open to the public, 
you've got walk-ins now kind of navigating the dealer room. Does that change anything for you uh, navigating the dealer room? Uh, it does just from a standpoint of, of safety and security. Uh, if you're a gentleman, watch your wallets uh, because there are people that come to these shows just for the chance of pickpocketing men's wallets and ladies' purses. Uh, that's why I was saying in the RFC last week about uh, traveler's checks. You know, keep them separate from your wallet. Keep them in your in your pockets, away from the away, away from your away from your back your back pockets. Um, so that way, again, just be more aware of your surroundings. Just because the chances for theft are a bit higher because you've got just more people coming in, and not all of them are going to be looking for transformers. That's a really good point. I actually would have never thought about that. That's a excellent point. And my only other thing is when it comes to walk-ins, it's just expect expect an influx of traffic. So if you thought uh, if you thought Friday was was thick with traffic, depending on the location, now now that can vary. That can make it vary quite a bit depending on the location of Bacon any given year. On Saturday, the walk-ins, at least in the morning, make the dealer room really tight, especially with strollers, other baby carriers. Mm-hmm. Things that things such as that. So, you know, just watch your surroundings and re- remember to be polite. Always a good thing to keep in mind. So, so Don, we moved to the last day, and this day has turned into the last few years to be another day where kind of the panels kind of cool down, and it's kind of a chill day, and the focus is back kind of on the dealer room, one with door prizes and, and raffles. Um, do remember if you have any interest in winning stuff, Fun Pub is really good at giving stuff away during the weekend in the dealer room. Do take your raffles and your your submitting for the contest for uh, an all expense paid trip for the following BotCon. Do take the time on Thursday night or Friday morning to fill out those forms and submit those because they give away a lot of stuff during the weekend. So so do submit. Do drop your name in the bucket, so to speak. Now. When it comes to shopping for Transformers, Don, this is the day a lot of people shine. This is their moment because Sunday is deal day, and that is that is no exaggeration. So what is your philosophy and kind of what are your tactics when it comes to Sunday? Yeah. Well, having, having, been, having been on both sides of the table, both as an exhibitor when I was younger with my parents, because while they did antiques and collectibles, I did toys. And... Uh, Again, being being as a, as a buyer at the shows, etiquette is one of the most important things. Uh, when you go into the dealer's room and you're looking for these things, these these you would like to have off your list, I found one of the worst things you can say is, "I'll give you X Y Z." That's just assuming that they're desperate to take whatever you offer. Be polite. Just say, "Excuse me, sir, or ma'am. I saw you have this on the price." Would you be willing to take X? You know, it's just, it, again, it's all a matter of phrasing. And, and we brought this up last year as well. It's just these people are doing this for a living. And, yeah, like you said, they don't want to pack a lot of this stuff up. But that doesn't mean they're going to stand there and be insulted just because you're trying to get something for nothing. And also be fair in your offers. Don't go up and ask for a 395 yellow giant. Well, would you take $200 for that? Mm. No, no. No, you, you know they're not going to do that. They can't do that. They, they, they lose their butts. So in the dealer's room, look for your deals, the oddball things you hadn't thought about, the stuff on your list. But just remember, these people are trying to make a living as well. 
be polite in your offers, and play it cool. I love it. I love it. That's great advice. I would also say that um, in a lot of ways on Sunday, you don't have to bargain too much because word will get around where the signing will be very clear when dealers are, are kind of cutting deals. Right. And one of the things that I've noticed, I, I've said it before, and, it, it, and it's true, uh, one of the things that you should really look for and kind of save your money on Friday and Saturday for Sunday, one of the things you should really look for are things that are plentiful, easily gotten online, and, you know, again, they are kind of something that a dealer would rather sell to you for five, ten bucks um, savings versus shipping it back or kind of re readjusting their inventory after the show. Things like the masterpiece cars, things like like red alerts and even sideswipe uh, for a time or G2 sideswipe, especially kind of the more plentiful things. Uh, those things uh, a couple years ago I picked up or last year I picked up G2 sideswipe masterpiece for 50 bucks uh, um, on Sunday. And I didn't bargain a penny on that. It was just word got around that, hey, this dealer's got a few select things. I think Smokescreen was another one where he was just reducing it down to $50 just because it was a fair deal to him. And he wanted to kind of blow through some of them on Sunday afternoon. So I picked that up without even having to, to bargain. So on Sunday, keep your, keep your eyes and ears open. And you're going to kind of run into sales, um, especially on the stuff, like I say, that is easily gotten online, that is not special, so to speak. Something that a dealer wouldn't think is worth kind of bringing back to the following bot cons or subsequent bot cons. Um, another thing, too, Don, I've noticed is what's really fun on Saturday and Sunday is if you keep revisiting the Japanese dealers, their their offerings change quite a bit as the convention goes goes on and on because their their booths are small, but they bring a ton of stuff. Oh yeah, it, basically they've got a they've got a box of infinite holding for the for the for those fans old enough to play D and D because they just keep pulling stuff out of nowhere and it's all awesome. It is all awesome. So. So don't think just because you passed by their booth and looked it over on Friday morning that that they're done. They are not done. Well, in the case of the uh, dis- dispenser, I, I had missed their I had missed their first batch that was available just because of the sheer amount of people that was there. I saw them, but everyone had everyone had one in their hands, and there was no extras at the time. So I came back a little bit later when it thinned down. They didn't have any left. They said they may have some tomorrow. Well, I, they didn't have any Saturday, so I went back Sunday for one final look, and they said, "You want you want a dispenser?" I said, "Yes, I, we found one," and you know I was able to get my dispenser for about twelve dollars cheaper, less than anywhere else in the room. Don, are there any times on on Bicon weekend where you think it's good to kind of fudge your budget a little bit? Is there is there any kind of special set of circumstances where you think it's worth stretching for? Or do you hold, or do you think everyone should hold really tight to their budget? Well, I'm a bad person to ask that, John. And I've got a little story, if we have time, I can that I, that I can explain it. Please. Uh, BotCon 1996, for those of, us that re- uh, those of us that remember, that year was the year that I was walking through the dealer's room, and the Japanese dealer, as a matter of fact, had Grand Maximus. In a probably a C six box, three hundred and ninety five dollars. That's not bad at all. So I bought it, and because it's Grand Maximus, and I blew my budget. I mean, I literally pretty much blew what most of what I had brought with me because I, that wasn't even on my list. Because who would have thought? Even 
in the mid nineties that you would see a Grand Maximus for that price. For sure. So I so I get it. I take it up to the room, and then I realize I flew to Chicago. I have no way of getting this home, and I've already bought it. This is before like a UPS store in the dealer room. Is oh many many years before, and and it was it was it was, it was a Sunday. Uh, there was nowhere open. There was no post office open at the time, of course, on a Sunday. L- luckily, uh, a set of circumstances fell on my lap, and, I, and a friend of mine that lived about 20 minutes from me actually showed up at the convention thinking he wouldn't have time, and he took it home with him. Uh, so that literally just fell in my lap. But the reason I, the reason I brought that story up is because I was not expecting that great of a deal, and I could not turn it down. If I had stopped and thought about it, though, I wouldn't have done it for that very reason because I thought I would have no way of getting it home. It just it, so if you see if you see a great deal like that, just remember to think it through. You know, did you fly? Did you drive? Do you have the room? Do you have the money? But if you get opportunity and you can swing it, go for it because you may never get that opportunity again. Yeah, you may never get it again. Uh, one of the things too, when it comes to like shipping stuff back, is these days there's always a UPS or a FedEx booth where you can ship stuff back. Um, my, my thing is, one, be prepared. You're going to pay convention pricing, convention shipping rates. So it's not going to be cheap. And when to do that, I always do that first thing Sunday morning. So, so first thing Sunday morning on BotCon uh, weekend, if, if I'm planning to ship something back, and I always do, I always ship my, my exclusives back and anything that I've gotten in the dealer room the first two days, I just want to get, get rid of it. Just get it out of my hands, have it shipped back. First thing I do, uh, at the crack of dawn, the second the dealer room opens on Sunday, I go right to the shipping booth, take care of that, and I don't have to worry about it for the rest of Sunday. So if you're planning to do that, if you're planning to ship stuff back, do it first thing in the morning because by Sunday afternoon, there's a there's a, there's a a crazy line, and you may end up being there for 30, 45 minutes just staying in line. And that's good time wasted that you could be just kind of perusing the dealer room or hanging out with friends. Now, uh, one thing, now this doesn't always work out, John, but I have noticed in the past, some, based on local laws, some places that will have like, a UPS store or a FedEx store or an independent shipping company will be open on the Sundays when there is a convention in town or in the area. Also, some post offices are equipped with a, a package shipping center. Uh, you'll, 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 you'll use their boxes, pay the priority mail shipping. You'll weigh it. You'll scan it. You'll swipe the credit card. You'll put it in the, the lockable bin, and it'll be sent out the next day. Now, this is not every post office. But I'm just saying, t- take a look at your phone book. Take a look at your options. You may have something a little cheaper available, you know, if if if, if to avoid paying that commission pricing if they're open and if you can get to them. That's a great point. And when Don says phone book, kids, he means your phone. I'm just gonna let you know, Don. Thank you so much for I think this really helpful, comprehensive Bicon 101 chat. I really did appreciate it. No, no problem. I'm always glad to help out. Closing thought on BotCon, pace yourself, remember to have fun, be polite, watch your surroundings, and don't be a jerk. I love it. I couldn't say it better even if I tried. So guys, I will just remind you that this show, along with every other show on the RFC Network, is sponsored by you. That is, if you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and do your shopping. You don't have to buy anything extra or anything different, but when you check out... Brian Kilby gets a couple of nickels and dimes 
and he uses those to keep the lights on, which keeps these podcasts going out and keeps giving you fine listeners awesome content like this episode. We wouldn't be here without you guys, so we love you and appreciate you. So if you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, do your shopping, you support us, and we appreciate it. So for Don, this is John DeLuna for the RSA Minicast. We will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Music provided by bensound.com.